Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Thursday. It's the 21st of December. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The West Des Moines Water Works is the latest utility to sign off on plans to establish a new regional drinking water system. The Central Iowa Water Works would supply drinking water to around 600,000 residents in the Des Moines metro area. The Des Moines Water Works and Urbandale Water Utility have also signed on, and all 12 metro communities are expected to be part of the system. Member utilities will purchase water at the same wholesale rate and share facilities used to produce drinking water. The goal is for the Central Iowa Water Works to begin operations in January of 2025. One Iowa Recycling Center's holiday work should go quite a bit faster this season. We get an explanation from IPR's Grant Leo Winterer. There are 30 workers for two shifts over six days at the Scott County Recycling Center. With the holiday coming up, household waste will increase by approximately 25 percent, according to the EPA. Those workers would be logging extreme overtime over the holidays, but thanks to three new optical sorting machines, the number of worked hours will be greatly reduced. Scott County Waste Commission Communication Coordinator Rachel Evans says they should do wonders for workplace safety as well. We're able to put our people in more quality control positions that are a little less chaotic, a little easier to manage, and then these machines are doing that really tough sorting. That sorting work is divided by machine. One does bottles, another paper, and still another can detect and sort out polypropylene at 1,000 picks per minute. Midway through their inaugural season, the Iowa women's wrestling team is ranked number one in the nation. The Hawkeyes are also sending two members to the U.S. Olympics trials. One of them is senior Marlon Deedy. After a standout career at Osberg College in Minnesota, Marlon says she felt she still had more to achieve, so she came to Iowa. Even with years of experience at the collegiate level, she says the first meet at Carver Hawkeye Arena was special. That was crazy. That was definitely unlike anything I have ever experienced before in my life. It was such a like surreal, special moment just for the whole women's wrestling scene to like walk out there and see all of those people come together to support something that's kind of bigger than ourselves. And I, it was an amazing experience. Didi and freshman Rose Cassiope qualified for the Olympic trials in April by placing in the top five in their weight class at the senior nationals this past weekend in Texas. Iowa's highest paid city administrator, Cedar Rapids city manager Jeff Pomerantz, received a 4% pay increase this week. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports the bump to his salary boosts his pay to nearly $380,000. That's effective retroactive to September 20th. The pay increase, approved on Tuesday with no discussion, follows a December 5th closed session annual performance review by the Cedar Rapids City Council. Mayor Tiffany O'Donnell was absent from Tuesday's meeting but was present for the review. And a big celebration is planned for Ledges State Park, that's a central Iowa State Park, that is turning 100. Pete Hildreth of the Iowa Department of Natural Resources says things get underway today. Iowa DNR staff and members of the Friends of the Ledges will host a 100th anniversary kickoff event at the Boone City Hall Auditorium. The park is near Madrid and has four miles of trails that include sandstone ledges that are 100 feet above the Des Moines River. 
That kickoff begins at 6 p.m. today. The event will be highlighted by a program on how ledges became one of Iowa's first state parks, as well as information and displays on events, projects, and changes coming to ledges in 2024. The park also features several structures built in the 1930s by the Civilian Conservation Corps. This is Here First from IPR News. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Republican presidential candidate and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis faces stagnant polling numbers in Iowa. He continues to trail far behind former President Donald Trump. The super PAC that's been helping him campaign faces a churn in leadership as questions between the PAC and his campaign have blurred the lines of what's legal. The Never Back Down PAC held a series of town halls with DeSantis yesterday, including a stop at Sweet Caroline's Restaurant in downtown Ames. And so this is a unique opportunity that Iowans have. Uh, I think I've done it the right way by actually showing up, by going to debates, by, by visiting all the counties, by doing the town halls, answering your questions. Not every candidate is doing that. Uh, I'm not entitled to your vote. I have to earn your support. All right. Hey, Governor. Clay Masters. Yeah, good to see you. DeSantis stopped to talk with me by the restaurant's back door. The Super PAC's bus was idling about 10 feet from where we spoke, ready to take him to the airport where he was off to Dubuque for another campaign stop. What do you make of the former president and some of the attacks he's been lobbying against you from the get-go? Well, look, I think a lot of people uh, realize that's just Trump being Trump. I mean, the you know, bogus attacks. He's attacking good congressmen. He's attacked Governor Reynolds. Now he's running commercials, was trying to say she's supporting him. She's pointed out that's misleading. Um, he's attacked Reynolds just because she's supporting me. He doesn't care that she's done a great job. It's more about him. Uh, that's not what it's about. It's not about me. It's not about Donald Trump. It's about the people, their families, and the future of this country. Uh, so I'm running uh, for their issues. I think Donald Trump is running on his issues. Do you wish you'd been more aggressive hitting back at him early on in this campaign? Look, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I actually would always contrast every time I'm asked. I just, by my nature, I'm not out there going after other people. But when someone asks me to respond or someone asks me, I've always been very frank. And that's been true from the beginning. In Waterloo Tuesday night, Trump denied uh, he was inspired by Adolf Hitler when he said, quote, immigrants are destroying the blood of the country. Whether or not it came from uh, Mein Kampf, does that say anything about the, the leader of the Republican Party of, of this country, that he is saying those kinds of things uh, Look, when, well, on the immigration this, here's debate? Here's the thing. You need to be able to lead and deliver on issues. The border is a huge issue. What's happening with this immigration is a huge issue. I have a plan to deal with it. When you get into these debates, like the fact that you're even asking that question, he's, he's shooting himself in the foot by how he's handling it. And, um, and I think that that's not how you win over the voters that we need and that he's failed to win over in the past. Um, uh, we need to be, we really need a fresh start. We need a candidate that's gonna be able uh, to navigate these issues in a way that's productive. What constitutes a win for you then on caucus night here? Look, we're, we're, I mean, our goal is to win the caucus. We have the organization in place. We've got tens of thousands of commitments to caucus. I'm sure we've added a bunch just now. Every stop we're going, we're bringing in more people. They're gonna be energized to bring in other people. Um, and I think you're gonna see uh, a great, great, great event for us. Uh, another just note that Trump has been attacking you on since he came here has to do with 
votes that you've made about ethanol subsidies. Uh, the renewable fuel standard has been around for about two decades now. Uh, is there a point in time where you reduce the amount of mandates or uh, subsidies given to the ethanol industry and to renewable fuels? We are going to have uh, uh, RFS is going to be uh, 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 enforced, uh, current law. We're going to do a waiver for E15 year-round, and we're going to open up ability for them to do higher blends if there's a market for that. I think that that's fine. I think I just got was the only candidate that rated all the things on the biofuels group that just put out the thing. Uh, so, you know, I've talked to a lot of people in Iowa over the last six months, nine months. Uh, we understand the impact on the economy, and we understand the importance of having American-grown uh, energy, whether it's here with the biofuels, whether it's our natural gas, our oil, I want it to be American-made. Several anti-abortion groups have been arguing a 19th century law uh, intended to fight obscenity. Uh, the Comstock Act should be used to outlaw uh, abortion pills through the mail. Uh, if you had an administration, would the Comstock Act be something you would use uh, for abortion? Uh, I am not familiar with the Comstock Act, so you know, I'd have to, I'd have to look, look up on that. And the six-week abortion ban that the governor here in Iowa signed is something similar to what you signed in the state of Florida. Would that be something you would want at a national level as president? Well, we want to see a culture of life across the country. Uh, I think what, what Kim did here is something that Donald Trump's actually attacked. Uh, you know, he ran in 2016 and 2020 saying he was pro-life. He spoke at the March for Life in January of 2020, talking about how every life's a gift from God. He even said that the unborn child is made in the image of God and deserve protection. Now he trashes heartbeat legislation uh, and says that it's a terrible, terrible thing. So, you know, I think like pro-lifers in Iowa need to look at that and say, okay, you know, this is not the same guy that he was in the past. And I think it's been very harmful what he said because the left is using his comments and weaponizing that against pro-lifers. And they're gonna to continue to do that. Every debate that comes up, a referendum and all this, they're gonna to point to Donald Trump um, and they're gonna use that uh, against pro-lifers. So he's done a lot of damage to the movement. But would you support a six-week abortion ban at the federal well, level? We signed a heartbeat bill in the state of Florida. Uh, it was the, the right thing to do for our state. I'm proud to have protected life. And I think that uh, we're gonna build a culture of life nationally. Governor DeSantis, thank you for your thank time. Thank you, okay. That's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis speaking with me as he was leaving a town hall in downtown Ames yesterday. You can also hear the conversation I had this week with Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley at our website, IPR.org. This is also a good time to tell you that the final episode of our Caucus Land podcast is now available. In episode four, I, along with my colleague Natalie Krebs, look at how the news ecosystem in Iowa has changed and how that's impacting the ability of caucus goers to identify misinformation in the final weeks of campaigning ahead of the January 15th caucuses. You can find Caucusland at IPR.org or wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. It's here first from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters.